following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. I am Brock Elspaugh. I'm here with you every Saturday, and along with me in this journey of financial freedom show here is Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. (laughs) Well, that was quite an intro, Brock. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I thought we were going to come up with some financial freedom. Yes. That's good. I'm doing great. And I'm looking forward to this amazing financial uh, strategy session we're about to have where you're going to uh, throw down, so to speak, and educate us today. I like it. I like it. I've been good. I have been good. You and I are like, uh, we're both a little groggy today because we've been very busy, haven't we? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we were, we had football games uh, late. So yeah, it's just one of those days, buddy. It's one of them days. So listen, I'm real excited about today's show and uh, we're going to get to it here in a second. But before we do, Folks, go to my website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. You can check out past shows. You can download our Roth Conversion Guide, which, again, I've said it many times, uh, if you're not looking at converting some of your traditional money to your Roth, uh, it's it's a great time to do it. market's still down quite a bit, and you know we know tax rates are going to be going up here in the next few years because the 2017 Jobs and Tax Cut Act is going to be expiring. Those tax rates will be expiring at the end of 2025. So once again, Roth conversions, big topic, uh, and, and at least check into it. You can do that by downloading our retirement or excuse me, our Roth conversion guide. Uh, lastly, you can, uh, order my book. It's called the last paycheck, how to build sustainable retirement income and keep those paychecks coming in. That's what everybody wants to do. Give us a call here. If you need a plan customized specifically for you, uh, at five seven three 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 two seven eight five five. All right, all righty, Tony. Sure, are you? Ready I am to go? so ready, <laughs> Brock. I have never been more <laughs> ready in my life uh, because I want to make sure that our listeners out there and myself and my family don't miss any critical planning steps that we need for our finances, for financial planning and retirement planning. And that's what you have for us today, right? That is. It's in fact the title of our show is "Don't Overlook These Critical Planning Steps." Okay, and and it's look, it's easy to do. And when you're you know crafting that financial strategy that sets you on the course to the retirement that you want, right? It's all about setting the goal. But really, most importantly, Tony, it's about what are you doing to get to there, right? In other words, that what are the steps? Are you taking the steps to get to those goals? A lot of people have goals. They just don't have a plan as to how to reach those goals, right? right? 
And so, and so here we go. We're talking about income streams, your legacy plan, where you want to live after you're done working. All of these are big and important planning elements, Tony. However, like so many other parts of our lives, it's often the little things that make the biggest differences, right? So things like reviewing your 401k allocation, changing your beneficiaries, big one there, Tony. Make sure that as your life circumstances change, that you change those beneficiaries on those accounts. And even reviewing your subscriptions are all small things that could add up to be a very, very big deal. So we're going to spotlight some of those smaller um, but no less important planning steps and making sure that you don't overlook these critical planning steps. Yeah, I think this is a good one. And uh, I I think it's going to be great. Uh, Details make perfection, and perfection is not a detail. That's what I've heard. So we're going to talk about this. What do you have first for us? All right, Tony. So I'm going to reference a Kiplinger article titled 10 Easily Fixable, Often Overlooked uh, Financial Planning Items. And it has some great insights as to the uh, conversation today. It's the first recommendation is review the FDIC coverage on your accounts. That's probably not something you would imagine that we would bring up first. Uh, but remember, over time, cash can really add up, and particularly when you're still working and saving. Uh, and it's not just about that checking and savings account, right? It's those CDs that you might have yep. too. Uh, but that FDIC coverage limit right now is currently $250,000 for an individual account and $500,000 for a joint account. Uh, many listeners can probably picture where their bank has placed its member FDIC sticker on the front door. Remember that uh, yeah. FDIC is so important. But, uh, you know, so maybe you, you know, that's not a concern for you. Maybe you're well below that number, but it's it. I'm telling you, Tony, it happens. Uh, You're not paying attention. You know, you you exceed that FDIC limit. What are some of the strategies you can do? Well, you can you can invest some of that money. right? And, And you don't have to be aggressive tony you don't have to put it all in you know stocks but but you would probably recommend that's a lot of money to have in a bank not earning any interest uh so i would say a solution would be like you say uh take some of that and put it somewhere where it can earn at least some money in uh in an investment like stocks or bonds or a miga you know i know those are well we've yeah, I was going to bring that up. We've talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Tony, and and we do still have uh, that multi-year guarantee annuity by Aspita, uh, 4.1% for three years, yep. right? And so I think, you know, some people go, well, three years, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm telling you, three years is going to fly by, right? Right. And if you can earn 4.1% versus the amount that you're getting in your bank uh, account or even your CDs, it's probably double what you can get in a CD, I would say, uh, at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. You know, so, that, and and that, savings accounts are even worse. Uh, savings and right. checking, I mean, it's it's little or nothing. I mean, it's like 0.02 maybe. But 4.1 guaranteed, yeah. right? I mean, there's no it, – it, it, it's, it's guaranteed, obviously, by the claims-paying ability of the insurance company. Right. Uh, but the point is, is that 4.1 for three years is a wonderful rate to have some money – not all of it. I'm not saying take all of your money in the bank and put no. it into this. I'm saying a portion of your money to earn 4.1 is really yeah. good. And you, you've you always said you do need a chunk of money in the bank that's completely liquid for that emergency fund. And you always make sure that your clients have something like that. And you recommend three to six months, I know, of, of salary yes. to in there. 
but uh, I think uh, 250000 or more sounds like a lot, and only 250000 is insured. I think that's the same amount of insurance that uh, most insurance companies have on their uh, products, too. It's similar. It's not the FDIC, but there are a state insurance that, w- that do govern the insurance companies. So your money is insured there up to a point as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it, you're so right on this. Six months, I like to be conservative, right? So six months, you said three to six months of your, you know, income yeah. set aside in an emergency account. I like that. Uh, and, and, but I like to go a little more conservative and say, let's do, go with a six month. So if your income is $6,000 per month, you should have somewhere around that $36,000 number liquid in the bank as an emergency fund. Yep. 500000 or 250000 is quite a bit over that, yeah. right? Now, the one exception I would say to that, Tony, is that if you know that you are going to need this money for some purpose, right, whether it's a down payment on a house or, you know, whatever that may be, you might have to just, you know, suffer or, or go ahead and just get whatever rate you can uh, but keep that money in the bank and keep it liquid uh, for that uh, upcoming purchase. So sure. that's kind of one of those, you know, outside it of the box. It depends on the person's yeah. individual situation, doesn't it? Exactly. Whether it makes sense it, and what amount yep. makes sense and where you're going to allocate it. You don't, you don't want to dictate. There's no one size fits all or rule of thumb that will work for all of our listeners, but that's why they need to be working with somebody like yourself, a uh, trusted financial services professional. So yeah, and uh, and it's funny because I can picture that FDIC sticker on my on the window <laughs> next to my bank's door. But um, but what's next? What do you have next for us yeah. that uh, we don't want to miss? A, a critical planning step. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it her uh, in the intro there, but thoroughly reviewing your beneficiaries uh, to yes. sh- ensure that they still reflect your wishes. Man, this is a big one, Tony. Uh, I can't tell you how many times a client has completely forgotten that an ex-spouse is still named the beneficiary on a life insurance policy or maybe a 401k or something along those lines. And as you could probably imagine, Tony, the idea of an ex-spouse receiving a windfall is probably not something you intended to happen. Yeah, instead of your current (laughs) wife or children, your ex gets it. That would not be good. But that's happened, hasn't it? It has happened. And, uh, you know, I, I say this a lot. Look, your beneficiary designation on an account like a 401k, live church, whatever, it supersedes any estate planning you've done. Yeah. So in other words, if you have a trust and you name, you know, your kids as beneficiaries of, you know, the assets you might have, if you've got that account and it has a beneficiary designation of your ex-spouse, guess what? The ex-spouse is going to get the money. Yeah. And no matter you what know. you say in your will either, uh, beneficiaries, right. beneficiary designations on accounts take precedent over the will. Is that correct? It is correct. Now, I will tell you that oftentimes when people go through the estate planning process, whether they're getting a trust or whatnot, uh, that is the time that usually if there's any change, because we review beneficiaries with our clients every year, right? When we have annual reviews, we review beneficiaries. But my point is when you do go through that, that's when I oftentimes see those mistakes that have uh, been happening get corrected. So that's a good thing. But just know uh, that that beneficiary designation supersedes all of that other stuff you may have done. Yeah. So, yep, yep. All right, uh, let's get to another one here, Tony. Yeah. Reviewing your 401k allocation is another financial strategy that often gets overlooked. Okay. 
Uh, you know, look, your allocation of your total assets, right? In other words, your total investable net worth is so, so important. You know, people talk about uh, timing the market. You know, well, we feel like a recession's coming, and so we're going to, you know, get on the sidelines, and, you know, who, you know, th- that's a nightmare, right? In other words, that's a potential disaster because, uh, as, as I just, you know, uh, we put out an article about the market commentary from Gradient Investments did a great job of laying this out saying, yeah. hey, the risk of a recession is rising. But then it also addressed that in other recessions that we've pointed out, that the article points out, Tony, is that the market was either flat or maybe even up. So just because our economy might be in a little bit of a recession, uh, people may still spend enough money to where these companies have good earnings still or are good enough. Or maybe margins are getting squeezed a little bit, but they're still making money and the market goes up. So my point is, is that making sure your allocation of your assets overall, your global allocation, is the most important thing you could do. In other words, how much money should I have in safe, right? How much money should I have in green? We call it green money. Uh, how much money should I have in yellow? And of course, if you've got a 401k or something that's not professionally managed, you you know, because your circumstances prevent it to be, uh, it that's that's what's so important. And and you know, we have a, a service called My Color Money. That's a website, excuse me, uh, mycolormoney.org that you can go and answer 11 questions, and you can get started on an allocation started on an allocation that might make sense for you. And so uh, your 401k should not be missed from your total overall allocation of your assets. And it, oftentimes it is, Tony, because yeah. you know they're worried about their investment accounts, maybe their IRAs or you know brokerage accounts, but uh, that 401k allocation is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is, especially you have to be careful uh, you want to, you don't want to miss out on the match with your 401k and you don't want to make mistakes. It's funny, Brock, because the first time I ever enrolled in a 401k, my first really uh, steady, you know, job out of college, I thought, oh, that's all I need to do. Just enroll, set it, forget it. But, right. uh, I learned my lesson there because at a minimum you need to regularly check it you need to make sure you're contributing enough for the match, which I wasn't. So I left free money on the table, right? Oh, man. You, you know, the, the old saying, Tony, young and dumb, sometimes <laughs> it, it applies. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all there. We were all. And if you're saying, no, 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 I've always been smart. No, no. You've, everybody has made dumb decisions <laughs> in their life. <laughs> well, I just admitted to a couple right there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh so why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no charge consultation? Yeah, give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. This is what we do. We discuss these topics and many more uh, with our clients, and it's 573-332-7855, or you can look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's keep it rolling yeah. here. You've been highlighting some of these commonly overlooked, but yet relatively fixable financial strategy steps. Uh, And you highlighted checking the FDIC coverage on your accounts, making sure your accounts are properly allocated, making sure your current beneficiaries are up to date and your 401k allocations uh, and making, you know, those types of provisions. What's next? Yeah. So the article's next recommendation, Tony, is to make necessary provisions for minors in your life 
So if you, you know, most people put their kids, right? You know, you put your spouse as your primary beneficiary and your kids as contingent beneficiary. And if they truly are kids still, um, that could be a potential problem. So sometimes a minor inheriting those assets outright can cause those potential problems, Tony. Um, so if you if your only heirs are currently minors, you may want to discuss the various options with your attorney. Um, you know, you just, those legal guardians have a control of those funds. You want to make sure that you set that up to make sure that those funds are going to be there for the intended person at the age of majority, for example. There's just so many things that go into this and you got to be, you know, careful about drawing up this strategy. And if you have a good attorney, they'll help you do that. So, you know, if this is your situation, folks. I would recommend, uh, that you contact an attorney to make sure that these dollars that you've worked hard for to save, go to the people that you wanted them to go to. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. And uh, that's why it's so important to understand, uh, you know, you want to make sure your loved ones are well taken care of. And obviously, you know, you might need to make appropriate provisions for minors in your life and make sure that those I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So, What's something else we need to know about? Yeah, totally. So here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to be very blunt uh, and honest here. Is that, you know, once you get to a certain age and or and or get to a certain net worth, okay, you need to have three people in your life. You need a financial advisor. You yep. need an attorney. And yep. you need a, an accountant to do your taxes because you're probably gone past the, the complexities of just taking the standard deduction. So yep. that that's my point is is that you know when you, in, you you've worked so hard to accumulate a good business or you've worked so hard to accumulate a nice uh, nest egg for retirement, if you've reached the age of fifty, I mean these are things that you need to have and you know once you reach those certain milestones, you need to have those relationships in place. And we work with a lot of accountants and we work with a lot of attorneys to kind of come up with that, make sure that all of these, like you said. I's are dotted and T's are crossed. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. And I know you do that for your clients and you, you work alongside tax professionals and estate planning uh, attorneys to make sure that the overall plan fits and works together because taxes and estate planning are a huge part of retirement planning. That's so right. And if you're not considering taxes, if you're not considering inflation, for example, there's just things that are out there that you don't think of when you're just investing in a 401k for your retirement, you know? Right. Uh, and so, yeah, so, so important to have those, those good relationships in your life to make sure that all of these aspects are being taken care of because you don't want money going to the government that's not designed to go to the government, right? We all know that when we're working, we're going to pay taxes, right? We got to pay for roads and bridges and all this kind of other stuff that we got. My point is we know we're going to pay some taxes, but let's not pay more than we need to. That's why you have a good accountant. You want to have a good investment strategy. That's why you have a financial planner. You need to have a good estate planning to make sure that, you know, money doesn't go to the government after you, you pass, right? Uh, in other words, inheritance taxes and those kinds of things. Again, we know we're going to have to pay some taxes, but let's not pay more than we have to. So, right. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay more than they have. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless exactly. you do, Tony. I mean, I know you, you know, you write those voluntary checks to that's the. A, that's a hard pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tony's so doing more than his part here, folks. <laughs> uh, so what's next? Yeah. So 
Um, okay, here we go. So making sure that you're maximizing how much you're earning on your cash. You know, everybody talks about the interest rates, right, Tony? I mean, that's it's a big topic yeah, of discussion when I meet is. when I've been having all of my annual reviews lately. We, Especially since the Fed just raised it again by three points, I think, or, th- or three quarters of a point. Right. So that's the point is we're having a major conversation with a lot of our clients about rates going up. Why? Several reasons. One, when the rates go up, bond values go down. Yeah. And so your, some of your safe money that you think you know is there to defend against volatility just isn't happening this year. I mean, the, the average bond fund is still down 10% in 2022. That's that's crazy, right? I mean, your safe money is down ten percent. So, so you know, that's one way or one uh, subject that we're talking about when we're talking about increasing uh, rates. But the other part of it is, is that you know, buying a home, the housing uh, section of our economy is very large, and so when you have interest rates continuing to rise, of course, what's that going to do, Tony? And this is one of their uh, purposes of raising rates is to slow down demand and bring down inflation. Uh, so that's number two. But number three, folks, that doesn't get talked about a lot is that are you seeing an increase in the amount of money that you're earning on your savings? And and we brought this topic up before, which is, hey, you know, if you're up there and you're, you know, getting accumulating a quite a bit of money in the bank, not only do you want to make sure you have FDIC insurance on it, but you also want to make sure that you're getting a good rate because rates yeah. have gone up. Uh, yeah. you know, and certainly have follow the savings, uh, rate earnings rate is, is, is much slower to go up than, than the loan rates. And we understand that. I mean, well, some people understand that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that as rates go up, they're calling their bank right after the fed does something and saying, Hey, I want more money on my bank account. My point is though, it will come. It's just slow to come because these banks have to adjust their portfolios to reflect the higher rates on these loans. And uh, it's 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 probably not going to happen for maybe even a couple more years. Who knows? Right, right. But just you never know. Making sure that you're having a conversation with your bank. Hey, you know, we 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 know our loan rates are going up. Is there any way can I get a little bit more on my savings? These, a lot of times, these things are negotiable, Tony. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, making sure. And on a related note, by the way, the article also suggests evaluating your options if you currently have an adjustable rate loan. That's a big one. Yeah. Okay. So you need to make sure that you have a balanced portfolio and have money in those different buckets. Yes. I think that's huge. I think that's one of the biggest things you've given us for today, but we're almost out of time. Oh boy. We just, uh, yeah, we just have time for you to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Give us a call here, folks, at Innovative Financial Solutions, 573 573- 332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. This is uh, this is what we do uh, every week. And I love doing this radio show, bringing hopefully some information you can use in your life. But if you need a customized plan, give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Brock. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Retirement Playbook with our host, Brock Allspot. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspot and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.